I'm R.J. Bell with the sports betting headlines for Tuesday. The Patriots, they win. They dominate. I mean, a pure dog. Or check that. Not the Patriots. The Patriots get dominated. Excuse me. Bill's route. And if you look at it now, and this is pretty amazing, Josh Allen is the third favorite to be the MVP. The favorite, Aaron Rodgers, and the likely number one seed, Green Bay Packers, And Rodgers is a big favorite to be the MVP, 77% chance of that. And if you look at it, and we heard it in the news, Goff out because of injury. Big Ben, though, out because of a choice. Week 17 is a minefield. We'll break down all the motivation. Here comes a full hour of the Vegas Truth covering all that and more. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. This is Straight Out of Vegas. With the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. the Vegas Strip. Here's R.J. Bell. You heard it. I'm R.J. live in Las Vegas, live on a Tuesday, live on 225 FSR stations across this great, great nation. Steve Fezzik in studio. I got a feeling he's feeling a little full of himself because yesterday we didn't really talk about his uh, Bears pick that was just, you know, I kind of thought the Jags would be competitive. I can't lie. He was trying to figure how do I slide it in and then upset that we didn't get to it. But then he's like, I think the Bills are going to be like the little beat up kid that finally's big enough. He, he sent away for the Charles Atlas. And I got to tell you, he was right about that, too. How you feeling, Steve? I feel good, RJ. You, you love you love to be right. <laughs> oh, who doesn't? Come on but, now. But I mean, I I can't lie though. When you when you're wrong versus me a lot, it really pains you. <laughs> I felt a lot of pain this year. <laughs> Sports betters listen for the money. Sports fans that know more than their buddies. We're the pros. He's the Joe. He's working overtime all week, all holiday. Jonas Knox. Always good to be here, RJ. And yes, on a day in which we've got some implications in the NFL playoff race, some decisions made at the quarterback position that we will dive into later on. We've also got a lot of conversation about what it could look like moving forward at the quarterback positions for teams who don't make the postseason. What is the Vegas lead here on this Tuesday? Monday Night Football and how good are the Bills? Because I'm going to make the case If you look at their losses, there's some extenuating circumstances. And this Bills team, if they had won those games, maybe is considered the best team in the NFL. So Monday Night Football and the Bills. Yeah, the Buffalo Bills continued their dominance of the AFC East this season with a 38-9 win over the New England Patriots last night at Foxborough on Monday Night Football. I'm a skeptic when it comes to teams being extra motivated. The great line from Spinal Tap, you know, the amp doesn't go past 10. And I often believe 
that when both teams have reason to play, they both play really hard. Now, I, I'm not the type that says, oh, these are professionals. They play hard every game. No, no, no. There's certain games are flat. Certain games are not. But I've always believed if they're playing hard, they're playing hard. And there's not some extra hard. Last night, before the game on the show, Feds felt like there was an extra hard gear. The score would say maybe there was. What did you see, Fez? Yeah, I saw a Buffalo team defensively that obviously had their way with the Patriots and just never let up. The Patriots could do nothing in the second half, so they're already getting on the way to getting blown out 24 to 9. Obviously, Josh Allen just playing lights out, but then New England not being able to put any points on the board in the second half, I think spoke to the fact that Buffalo absolutely wanted a margin in this game and never let up. And I would say that I can see the psychology. If I think if the Pats were in the game, they would have been playing just as hard late. But something I've been thinking about more this year is the idea of a team's in it till they're not. And then if they're not, that's the point there's a decision on effort. Think about the Super Bowl Patriots versus the Falcons. The Pats were out of it. In a typical game, they might lay down at that point. But with the Super Bowl on the line, they didn't. And it was one of the great comebacks. Patriots at a given point last night, when they were down significantly, the effort maybe wasn't there as much. Do you believe, and again, it's it's important. If I would have said, I believe that the cloud coverage Monday night is going to be exactly this. And if it is, I'm going to like the Bills. Now, if the Bills win... And the clouds were like that. Was it connected? No. So we got to be careful of what we're, you know, Bills won the game. Do you believe their effort level was superior, let's say, in the first quarter? No, it wasn't. It, I think it was more as the game progressed, RJ. Yeah. So that's kind of a new concept. Um, Mike Lombardi was talking about this. He said in December, when you're playing a team that's an underdog, it's very important to get the lead and get take their energy away. Take their because you come into the game thinking, yeah, we want to win this thing. It's when you're down 14, do you give up or not? Because we know a lot of teams in the NFL come back when they're down 14. It's just not as many bad teams do late in the year. And even though Belichick is the genius, it seems like the Pats did sit down. And, and, and that's a good in-game. Well, I think it's a consideration for all situations because, one, if you think about the way the game could possibly go, one of the possibilities is the underdog gets down. If at that point the game's over, you got to account for that in your game handicap, even more so in-game, right? So did you – when the Bills were up by – pick a margin, you know, a, a you said on the way to being blown out. So, you know, let's say that situation – was the odds the same as they would be in a normal situation? Or did the odds have some sense that, oh, the Pats are a, a bad team or a, not a winning team and they're down and these are the times teams sit down? Do, do you think that those considerations are built in the odds or is that something you can take advantage of as an in-game batter? The odds did take this into consideration. So Buffalo's up 15 at halftime and Buffalo was a big, well, a minus three-point favorite, which is enormous, RJ, for a team to be up 15 to be laying three in the second half when they're only a seven-point favorite pre-flop. That's not a normal valuation. What would the line typically be there? Maybe Buffalo minus one. 
right. And, you know, in the second half, three's a very key number. Now, one of the things we talked about, and we won't get in the weeds with this, but it's so obviously a, one good question here, is the halftime line is much, much sharper than the in-game line. The difference being there's, you know, almost 20 minutes or whatever, and there's someone kind of manning that line, a human, whereas in-game, it's an algorithm. Did the algorithm account for that or just the halftime line? You know, the halftime line actually adjusted for it. So they, the bookmakers, maybe this is because it was a Monday night football game, so it gets more scrutiny. Normally, you know, you'd see it open maybe minus one and get bet up to three. That wasn't the case here. It just opened three from what I saw. Yeah, true enough. But if you would have looked at the in-game line with a minute left in the second quarter when it was pretty much the same scenario, it just was a algorithm line instead of a human line, was it accounting for the fact that Pats likely would sit down in the second half? You know, I did not look at the line okay. at that time. I wish because I had. Because what we've seen before is, and correct me if I'm wrong, last question on this, what we've seen before is there's little niche things that like, oh, okay, this is a situation that usually results in this, that the, that the humans will account for, but the algorithm doesn't. Correct? Exactly, yes. Uh, all right. I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. Now, Jonas Knox is... You know, he's done some live betting in his day, (laughs) but he is the voice of the fan here. Jonas, what did you see? Uh, The gap between Buffalo and New England was bigger than I thought as far as just and and I always knew I knew Buffalo was better than them that everybody knows that that's obvious with the records and just the performances this season but then you saw those two on the field at the same time together when Buffalo's playing as well as they've played at any point and New England's just trying to get to the end of the season and it was just so obvious that New England's got a long way to go to even have a team that I think can, can compete talent wise with them in that division they've got a ways to go yeah, I mean, in a weird way, it's like, I, I think it's analogous to Brady, and here's how. At some point, Brady is going to be old. I would make the case his performance this year has been far above expectation. Um, but he's not going to be playing quarterback at 50, right? So at a certain point, he's going to get old, and what it's going to be is it's going to be this like unbeatable reality that Brady was able to delay longer than anyone ever has at that position. Yeah. I believe it's the same thing Belichick did with the Patriots, meaning the league is set up for parity the way the draft and even more so now than before, because the draft choices are so valuable. Now, back in the day when you had to pay that number one pick a ton of money and it was guaranteed, I think golf or, um, I'm sorry, it wasn't Goff. It was the uh, Oklahoma quarterback that hurt his knee. Bradford. Uh, Bradford, yeah. Yeah. Bradford was like the last monster, you know, first or number one pick that had, I think it was $60 million or whatever guaranteed. And it's like, I remember maybe in 2005 it might have been that Parcells was with Miami and he had the number one pick. And he said, we might just not even take it, like like wait <laughs> for a while. Like, like they would get the fifth pick, right? Because remember, Baltimore jumped up ahead of, I think it was Minnesota at some point. You're able to, uh, if the team doesn't get the pick in, the, the team behind them can then make a pick. Um, it was that bad. Now the number one pick is gold, right? Forget if it's a good quarterback or not. It's just gold because the contracts are reasonable. So my thought is it's harder today to have a dynasty than it's ever been. And 
I would say in the last 20 years, who's the second dynasty behind the Patriots? I mean, we've talked about this a few times, so we can ring off the names. It could be the Steelers, could be the Ravens, could be the Packers. Uh, who's after that? Chiefs? Seattle. Seattle. And Chiefs, I think it's hard to say because, I mean, they've been really competitive for a couple years. But other than that, they weren't even yeah. in conference finals, right? Right. So to me, the idea that a Steelers team or a Ravens team is the, or a Green Bay team is the second best team, it, it's crazy how far ahead the Pats are. So what they did to keep that thing going 20 years is a testament to Brady. It's also a testament to Belichick. But you take away the crutch, the you know the crutch of a really good quarterback, and think about those other teams. Yeah, pre Russell Wilson, eh, you know, I mean, they did have that Super Bowl and Super Bowl Forty, a very well officiated game against the Steelers. But other than that, Seattle really wasn't great before Pete Carroll, and even you know it took Russell Wilson, and then obviously Aaron Rodgers with Green Bay, Baltimore, you know. Flacco, but you got to give them more credit with that. And then Big Ben. So if you look at the teams that have been good over more than a five-year period, they almost always have a good quarterback. And I think Brady was a given that you had to have that. But then even amongst Brady and Aaron Rodgers and Big Ben, the idea that Brady is so much better than a Peyton Manning, and maybe the Colts get in, in this conversation too now that we think about it, the idea that Brady is so much better than Peyton Manning or so much better than Aaron Rodgers just isn't true. So to me, the difference was what Belichick has done. And here's what concerns me about his legacy, and I do care because I think he is a, a, a great mind, is the idea that when they drop off like they have, it's going to be, see, it was Brady. And it was like, yeah, Brady was certainly part of it. But if you compare Brady to the other great quarterbacks – that difference from there, it feels like, is Belichick. Fez, what do you think about that? Yeah, you know, it's an interesting point. I would have bet anything that there was no way the way the league is set for the Patriots to have maintained their dominance, dominance over a 20-year period. I'm just flabbergasted at how they were able to do it. And it's important to remember, and I do know this is a different situation, so I'm not going to act like it's the same, but the Pats went almost 10 years without a title. I mean, there was really two yeah. state. I mean, they were competitive, but, you know, so the idea of year one, year two, year three, year four, year five, year six, year, I mean, like literally no title, no, every other team that makes sense. But I'm saying in a way there was an article written, I remember uh, at Grantland that was saying if Brady's career was in reverse, where at the time it might have been 2015 and the assumption was he had went to his 10th season or whatever, a ninth season without a title, it was like we'd be talking so differently about him. But now that – and obviously Brady had that second chapter of titles that really solidified him as the go. But I think in a way seeing the Patriots fall makes it so much more impressive that they went so long without falling. Yeah. And inst- instead of saying, yes, yeah, see, fine, you know, Belichick's human. He is human but he's as close to a football god as a get. Closing thoughts on the game, Fest. Josh Allen, we got to talk about his accuracy now. The last two years, 2018 and 2019, he was one of the fifth most inaccurate quarterbacks in the league. We're measuring this by next-gen stats. Your completion percentage versus expected. 
RJ, this year, Josh Allen is the third most accurate quarterback. What a change in 2000, in 2020 for Josh Allen. Do you feel like that he heard, again, 225 stations, national show, you think he heard you just cutting on his accuracy and said, I'm going to shut that dude up with the goofy hair? <laughs> he may have. I said he could go ahead and throw it, you know, through a barn, uh, but he couldn't hit the barn when he was throwing his rockets. Amazing. It's funny, Jonas. Fez had a line he thought was clever, and even though it was completely wrong, he still wanted to say it again. <laughs> somehow he wanted to emphasize how wrong he was. Got to. <laughs> Closing thoughts. Yeah, I just look. The Bills are, are a really fun story. I love the fan base. Love what they've done. I love Josh uh, Josh Allen's development, and they're going to be a real intriguing team to see going into the postseason because it does feel like of all the AFC teams at the top, Kansas City and Buffalo, that Buffalo's really hitting their stride, and it feels like Kansas City's a little choppy heading into this. Yeah, I don't think there's even a debate about who. So let's think about this. So Fez and I have a bet we're going to be talking about after the break, which is he's taking the Kansas City Chiefs, and I get two teams, and he's giving me, what, what was it, plus 140, Fez? 135. Okay, okay, 135. And I think I'm looking pretty good, and I can tell by your voice you, you're starting to have second thoughts on this bet, aren't you? I am. Now, get, put back the curtain. <laughs> so... The question is, how many teams would you need versus the Chiefs? No, no, not, feel- we, get, we got the premise, right? It's you got the Chiefs, I got two teams, but I wanted a little extra. I like a little extra sometimes. And you're going to give me a plus 135, which means if I bet, let's say, 1,000, you know, you'd have to pay me 1350 if I win. And if you win, 1,000 goes to you. And if neither of the three teams win, right, you'd have Kansas City. I'd, you know, I'd probably have... Well, I'm not sure. I know Green Bay is going to be in the mix. But then my second team, if either of my teams win, I get 1350. If Kansas City wins, you get 1000. And if none of the three win, it's no bet. It's a push. So, I'm asking you why you proposed that bet yesterday <laughs> and now you're having second thoughts. Because I had Kansas City at about a 30% chance to win. And I didn't think any other team really was much above 10%, if not below. And the more I'm looking at this, RJ, there's been some emergence of teams like Buffalo that have, I think, over a 10% chance to win. Mm. And plus, you've got exposure on Buffalo with Matty Holt. So (laughs) what's the bet on that? Matty Holt has the Buffalo Bills 30 to 1 against me to win the title. And how much how much did he risk? I believe he risked $200. Oh my gosh. I mean, Jonas, little Johnny might have to drop out of private school. That was going to sting fast. I, I mean, I you know what's funny though is odds are even though it's a great bet I mean, imagine this. Let's say that uh, we say flip a coin three times, right? The odds of three straight heads is eight to, uh, you know, one and eight. So let's say that I gave someone 20 to one, all right? You'd bet that in a second, right? You'd want to say three flips, 20 to one, I'm in. You know what? Odds are you're going to lose, right? It's like 87 and a half percent, you're going to lose. So Fez is going to pocket that money, just nodding his head, laughing, even though he was in such a negative EV situation, <laughs> right? I mean, but he still is going to feel a little pompous because in, in the back of his mind, he'll think there's something about me that knew that was a good, true or false, Faz? 
Absolutely true. And the Bills odds are indeed eight to one down from 10 to one based upon last night's performance. All right. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to look at the Buffalo Bills because I want to look at their losses. And I think when we look at the situations, we're going to see they're even better than a three-loss team. That's coming up next. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I'm R.J. Bell. We're straight out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. Coming up here in just a couple of moments from now, we will continue to take a look at one of the hottest teams in all of the NFL. So, Jonas, I could be mistaken here, but I, I have you ever listened to those shows? They were big before the Internet where it was like you would call up with your junk and you'd say, like, um, I have a, a toy truck my son used to play with, and it says uh, – you know, Nezco on the side. Oh, what do yeah. You th- what I, do you think I, I, I could get? Yeah. before, yeah. I thought I heard you hosting one of those shows last <laughs> night overnight. <laughs> no, it, no, but I, I have heard those driving across country. I heard It's basically an auction, and uh, they sell everything from cattle to, uh, to, to microwaves to, yeah, it, it, it's, it's funny. It's a good listen. But that wasn't part of your recent, you know, just all the shows you've been hosting. No, but I'll do it if they need it. Oh, I'm, not, I, listen, I'm not above it. No one's doubting that. No one's <laughs> doubting that. This is a great day to join. Fez and I might have another bet here. So we got one in the works and a second one. I don't think the Saints are going to get the number one seed. I question if they're even going to be motivated in this game. Fez has all his numbers and his abacus out. I might give him some juicy odds on it. It's a great day to join. This is the fastest growing show on Fox Sports Radio. Audiences doubled in the last year plus. Thank you so much for the support. And we'll keep working to make this the best football season yet right here in Las Vegas on the Strip. 56 degrees, and the neon is pumping. And so, RJ, we've been talking about Monday Night Football, the red-hot Buffalo Bills now 12-3 and on the season after a dominating performance at the Patriots. Cold cash over hot takes. You know that. So you know I, I mean it when I say the following. A valid case can be made that the Buffalo Bills are the best team in the NFL. All right? Now, let's think about this. They got three losses. Obviously, one of them was the Hale Murray. And if you look at late in that game, before the last play, and Fez, tell me if you agree with this, before the last play, the Hale Mary Murray, 98% chance the Bills win? Yeah, right around there. And one in 50, that seems about right for that pass. All right. Here's the sneaky part. You look at their schedule, there's one sore thumb. The Bills lost to Tennessee 42 to 16. Or as Fez would say, 16 to 42. <laughs> now, I don't want to confuse you with that, but you might say, well, that's domination. And, oh, geez, Tennessee just got crushed by Green Bay. Okay. But remember back to that game, we said at the time, this was the sneaky worst spot for the Bills of any team in the NFL that season. Why? Because remember, the Bills had Kansas City up next, and that game was scheduled for Thursday, and that was going to be in Buffalo. So the Tennessee game was in Tennessee. This is when Tennessee had their COVID, we'll call it incident, right? They supposedly, allegedly practicing in parks and whatever was going on. 
But for an extended period of time, it was uncertain if Tennessee was going to play because the week before it was Tennessee against Pittsburgh. That game got delayed, 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 delayed. Finally, it got postponed. Okay. Then it was like, okay, are they going to be able to play next week? And again, delayed, delayed. And Monday morning, so the game was supposed to be Sunday. Monday morning, they still didn't know Tennessee or check that. Buffalo didn't know if they were going to play Tennessee on Tuesday or if they were going to play Kansas City on Thursday. Think about this. In the NFL, you didn't know who your opponent was potentially 36 hours before a game. And then if it wasn't them, it was going to be just a day or two more to play Kansas City. Well, they did end up playing Tennessee and got crushed. And I would make the case that's the only time this season that they even came close to getting crushed. And thus, boy, it feels like that had a big effect on them. Then they had to play Kansas City the next Monday. So it was, again, rescheduled. And they only lost by nine. And this is when Kansas City was playing really well. Fez, I would make the case, if you say let's give them a fair wins and fair losses, that maybe they should have one and a half losses instead of three. And I'm not going to count that whole Kansas City loss to the you know extended effect of that. But I think you got to discount it a little bit. And I think you discount that Tennessee loss big time. And I think you totally discount the Arizona loss. And I would make the case that Buffalo hasn't even been close to losing another game with the lone exception of the Patriots were driving there. And if everything went right, it would have went to overtime. Otherwise, they haven't even had a close game. Yeah, no question. In the second half of the year, six wins by double digits. They only beat the Jets by eight. They should have won that game by about 25, all those field goals. Just the one close game against New England. That's been it, second half of the year. We're straight out of Vegas at Steve Fezzik and R.J. Bell. So, Jonas, here's what I'm thinking to close this topic. One, I want to hear your thoughts on this. And number two, do you think Fez, because he does have about 6,000 of exposure (laughs) on the Bills right now if they win the Super Bowl. Now, I get to pick two teams for my 1,000 to win 1,350. He gets the Chiefs. I get two teams. I know I'm going to take Green Bay. He doesn't want me to take Buffalo. Because the thing about risk management and betting is, and bankroll management, is you can risk more if your losses are not correlated. But if your losses are correlated, you have to risk less. Faz, would you agree with that? Absolutely. And thus, having 1,350 of exposure, you might think you have a good bet, but if it's on the bills, it actually makes it a bad bet. I'm already sweating the potential Kansas City Buffalo game that may be upcoming in the playoffs. So here's my question, Jonas. Should I let Fez exclude the Bills at a price? So maybe he gives me plus 1450 instead of plus 1350, but I agree not to pick the Bills. So, you know, take any of those topics and run. I mean, I think we go all in with the Bills and don't give him that option. Because you want to, you want to feel his pain. Well, I mean, well, it's it's mostly because if we can set up a a rivalry here on the show between Fez and the Bills, then I think that's a good rivalry to have, especially with that fan base and they throw each other through tables. Them against Steve Fezzik, I think, is something that we need to take advantage of. Um, the, the, and, Bills, the Bills Mafia, you're talking about? Uh, yes, the Bills Mafia against uh, Steve Fezzik, I think, is something we've got to take advantage. Of. And I also just think from if if we're being truthful here, I don't I don't know who else you would take in the AFC. If you're just it broke it down to just the AFC 
and you were to ask somebody, who are you most confident in right now as, as when it comes to how they're playing heading into the postseason, there's nobody you're taking other than Buffalo. It's can't, I don't even think Kansas City's in the, in the discussion with how, they, with, with how they've struggled the past couple of weeks. I think Buffalo's by far and away well, playing the best football right struggled now. Struggled the last seven weeks. They yeah. haven't covered the spread True. one yeah. time. I, you know what's funny? In the early podcast this week, I finally heard some Kansas City people cracking a little bit. And it's kind of interesting how Fez is making the bet right when everyone's cracking around him. <laughs> it, it, it was like they said, you know, this because, I mean, if you actually look at Mahomes, he didn't play all that well against – I mean, the case was made going into that Miami game. Some people said he never had played a bad game before. That if you just look at the grades, it's fair to say he never had a bad game. He had an average game, but – and you could make the case Miami wasn't a bad game because he had a lot of big plays in it. But, you know, you look at this Atlanta game, it probably was the worst game of his career. And at some point, you got to wonder, boy, these games seem to be running in a row, aren't they? Or at least in the same time period, Faz, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. And I, <laughs> I love your analogy here where – I am essentially buying Kansas City when they are at their apex and all the Sharps are starting to dump Kansas City in terms of how um, strong they are on the Chiefs. And the beauty is I'm going to drag this out like an orange that you keep squeezing. I'm not Because <laughs> the bet, you, I have an open order right now. I just got to fill it. And I think I have to commit to filling it by end of show Wednesday. But till then, it's going to be a long, drawn-out, painful process. In fact, I promise you I didn't include this in trending. So we're going to listen closely, but we won't find out who Fez's pain is going to come from. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. He's the voice of Vegas, R.J. Bell. Okay, so if I'm going to take Green Bay... Part of that is I think they're going to get the number one seed. And I don't think – I. here's the thing. Teams that have a chance to jump up in seed but need rest, if it's a long shot to get the number one, I think teams potentially are going to rest because they won't have a buy otherwise. And you can create a buy in a way. Fez, you, I know you did the back of the napkin of this before the show. What do you think the odds are – that the Saints get the number one seed, like Green Bay would be second, Saints, and then Green Bay? 16%, one in six. So for the Saints to get it, they need Green Bay to lose, Seattle to win, and the Saints need to win. So a three-team parlay, RJ. Okay, so that assumes that the market's right and the market's priced right now that, that New Orleans is going to try their hardest, right? Yes. All right, so if I offered you 10 to one, so you're saying it should be six to one. Yes. Well, you, you seem scared already. No. You frightened? Not at all. Okay. We'll see. We'll see. It's easy to say that. Cash over hot takes. So if I offered you 10 to 1 that it would not be Saints number 1 and Green Bay number 2, how much would you bet? Let me think. Does Green Bay, if they lose, get the number 2 seed? Well, how couldn't they? They're the number 1 seed now. I'm just thinking, can they fall to number three? Jeez. Are you thinking about the roof falling in? I mean, <laughs> it's like, how much would you bet? I, I am willing. You know what? Green Bay will get the two. Yes, I, I would take $1,000 on that. Ten to All one. right. Book it. They can't get the two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
you trapped me. Guaranteed three, baby. Jonas, <laughs> I that suspected. is radio. That is radio. I suspected as much. That is radio gold. Did you notice how I waited till right before the break to do it so he felt pressure? <laughs> I mean, we're, I'm going to break it all. Let's just take her break now, and we're going to break that all down. I just pocketed a dime. Oh, that, it feels uh, good. That's coming up next. But first, straight out of Vegas is brought to you by AutoZone. Dealing with a dead battery, head to AutoZone, America's number one battery destination. They offer free battery services like free battery testing and free battery charging. So next time you're having battery trouble, head to AutoZone, your battery solution and America's number one battery destination. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I'm R.J. Bell. We're straight out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. So, R.J., we've been talking a lot about (laughs) the AFC playoff picture, but we've also got the NFC to get to where the Green Bay Packers currently sit at the number one spot looking to clinch home field and a bye this upcoming weekend against the Bears. I'd make the case R.J.'s number one right now, Jonas. (laughs) So so tell us from an outsider's perspective how that felt. Just seeing uh, how you took Fez. Oh, the, uh, yeah, oh, I mean, oh. recapping, recap. Let's pull back the curtain here because I think this is important for the kids to listen to. So, any parents that need to get their kids to the radio, kind of like FDR <laughs> back in the day, it'll be like that. Is <laughs> I I do my work. I just do. It's just the way I was raised. Fez is the type he'll do his work, but he'd rather someone else do it for him. You agree with that, Fez? Yes. <laughs> it's that silver spoon. And Mackenzie, who is an Ivy League grad, a hard worker, Fez feels like somehow he's got a, like some kind of assistant, even though they have no, you know, like Fez will throw him $100 now and again. I, if I recall, there was a time after like three months you gave him like 200 and then you waited like 10 seconds and said, you know, actually, I need 100 of that bag and took it back from him. Is that true? That's a true story. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're like lefty on <laughs> that movie, uh, Donnie Brasco. You're like lefty on Donnie Brasco. Give a gift and then take it back. And there's a strong correlation between how much I ask McKenzie to do for me and any funds I've given him the week before or that week. <laughs> but, but apparently not, because it, it, once in three months you gave him money, then took half of it back. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he made like maybe $3 an hour after that. So luckily pregame's paying him, you know, so he's fine. But here's the thing. McKenzie was in on this. I said, McKenzie, don't let him, don't even get into who gets. So the funny thing is, Fez was relying on McKenzie doing the work, and that's how he got caught. I'm grinding out the work. Fez is sitting back. Who knows what he's doing? Buying stocks. I don't know if he's booking vacations, but we saw the end result because here's the, the, the quirk is even though Green Bay's in a dominant position, and that it takes some amazing scenario for them to not be number one. If they're not number one, and it is New Orleans, they drop to three because of the way the scenario goes. So the way I presented the bet, Jonas, was what do you think the odds are of the Saints being one? And as an afterthought, 
I said Green Bay being two as part of the condition of the bat. And the and we set it up also by in the break before saying, what do you think the odds are? And he said, oh, about, you know, one in six. And I said, so if I gave you 10 to one or if I felt crazy, I said, you take. OK, he goes, yeah. So it was all set up for that. And then I waited till right before the break, because even though Fez isn't yes. has spent years on radio, he gets nervous around breaks and stuff. So when he but I give him a ton of credit. His instinct, when he heard me say Green Bay second, he something perked up in his brain. And he started saying, well, what, wait a minute. And then that's when I got really aggressive. I said, hey, we got to go to break. And he goes, I'll take it. And it was one of the great joys of my life, actually. Well, I mean, because you it's, anybody can hit a jump shot, but can you do it with the shot clock? <laughs> and, and, and the shot clock was winding down for Fez. And RJ set me up talking about, you know, I just don't think New Orleans, they only have a, like a one in five chance for their game mattering. I could easily see them, you know, not playing hard before he well, made that offer further. I, exactly. Because I knew that you would, you know, I'm not going to offer a dumb bet. <laughs> exactly. So, I, so I you explained to, why you were offering it. Oh, uh, I gave you all the reasons to be greedy. <laughs> Mackenzie, your Super Bowl prop commission just went down. I hope you know. <laughs> this year. Fez, Fez, by the way, Mackenzie wasn't in on it. Oh, never mind. I'm just, I'm just creating an environment where you don't know what's going on. <laughs> I'm discombobulating you because the big bet's coming up right now. No, 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 no. <laughs> All right. We are straight out of Vegas teaching you life lessons. But back to the reality of it, if you actually look at the differences, Jonas, of – the odds, the Saints, if everything goes right for them, so it's a Saints win, a Green Bay loss, and a Seattle win. And by the way, Green Bay would be the third seed in that case. The Saints have a 28% chance to win the Super Bowl but based on 538, the site. And they got great projections. Green Bay, in the worst cases, only have a 6% chance. But doing the best, they have a 21 So think of these spreads. Best for the Saints, 28, worst is 10. Green Bay's best is 21, worst is 6. Seattle's best is 11, worst is 2. So literally, Seattle, over five times better chance that they get the number one seed. And all that takes is them winning and Green Bay and New Orleans losing. So all three of these teams are competitive, and the swings are gigantic because of the bye. There's only one bye, and I don't think people realize how important – this is the swings. What do you think? Yeah, I also I am wondering now that you were getting down to it here, does this mean that you're starting to feel like maybe the Saints would be that other team outside of the Bills that you would take against Fez in this field bet? Or well, it's almost like you're teasing ahead here because <laughs> tomorrow we're going to spend a, you know, a decent amount of the show discussing which of the I'm going to take Green Bay for sure. The question is do I take Buffalo <laughs> or do I take the Saints? I think that's the real question. I don't think anyone else is competitive. By the way, we got a special, you know, the couple comes up next we've got bernie friday who does straight out of vegas weekend edition is sitting in on the show with the um i think with rob so it should be an extra good show yeah good good listen as always uh, we are straight out of vegas brought to you by autozone dealing with a dead battery head to autozone america's number one battery destination they offer free services like battery testing and free battery charging so next time you're having battery trouble head to autozone your battery solution and america's number one battery destination we are straight out of vegas 
take us back tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern time, 3 o'clock Pacific, right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! 